today by Mike Katz, the newly elected chair of the Jewish Labour Movement. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you. Um, I want to get right into it straight away by um, asking you what being Jewish and being Labour is like at the moment. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Um, you know, the, the back, the, the kind of the, the context of this is that. Um, the, the JLM is one of uh, the founding affiliates of the Labour Party. We've been affiliated to the Labour Party for 99 years, and indeed, uh, uh, JLM or Public Sion, as it was originally called, used to, but was, has, has been around for a fair bit beyond that. When there were lots of different groups swirling around at the turn of the last century on the on the on the le- on the left of on the left of politics, um, and you know, it's been uh, it, there's always been a really strong uh, allegiance and um, alliance between Labour politics and Labour politicians and the Labour Party and Jewish values. And some of that's based on some of the practicalities, whether it's fighting fascists on Cable Street or indeed the kind of the, before that, the, the, the rise of trade unionism and the fact that lots of immigrant Jews um, that came from Eastern Europe and Russia at the, um, again, at the turn of the last century were in sweated Labour and, you know, and ultimately they needed, uh, they, they, they needed strong union representation, but they, like other... You know, union members needed, wanted to have representation in Parliament, and that's how that kind of the basic politics behind it. Um, and there's lots of Jews who feel that their Jewish values are progressive values, they're left values, and they've and they've been constantly intertwined. Now, I don't want to pretend that there's ever been a homogenous a homogenous block, um, or you know, of votes that all Jews always vote Labour. And of course, that's not the case. It's never the case with any minority. But there's always been that strong tradition, and it kind of resurged a bit I think in the 90s and the 2000s uh, when uh, we're Blair and Brown governments and uh, there's, a, there's a really good line in the Bar Mitzvah by the Alan Rosenthal play where there's a kind of in the rise of Thatcher in the late 70s and the, the up and coming son-in-law who's a bit entrepreneurial says to his dad oh you know that Mrs Thatcher she's got her head screwed on right Labour's no good and, the, and his father-in-law uh, you know, tells him off and says well listen in my day you were, you were giving your Labour Party card at your Bar Mitzvah when you're 13 and that's the sort of kind of just common feeling and so the Jewish community itself looks on in horror when it can't quite understand what's happening in the sense that you know whether you voted Labour or Tory whether you were um, uh, you know whether you're active in any political party or not and whether you're a trade unionist or not the idea that one of the main political parties and not only that the political party in which your community most kind of closely identified with, with over the past century suddenly turns into a place that looks completely foreign and, and for, for those people who aren't members of the Jewish community who are sympathetic um, appalled at what they're seeing but don't experience it give, 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 give those people a sense of what that has been like what, what, what has the Jewish community seen from elements of the Labour Party well, it kind of exists in different levels um, and in different places. So for the community looking on, it sees a change in the complexion of the Labour Party, in the membership of the Labour Party. That's undoubtedly a factor of the expansion of the Labour Party in, its, in terms of membership. And they see uh, a much greater willingness to... Share, share material online that's clearly hateful, that crosses a line, that engages in really some kind of very old-fashioned right-wing, actually, anti-Semitic tropes around uh, global conspiracies, around media control and financial control, that, um, uh, that, that, that very easily crosses the line between legis- very legitimate criticism of the government of, 
of, of Israel with you know, absolute hatred of Israel's rights, denial of Israel's right to exist, and, and, and from there, easily into anti-Semitism. For Labour Party members who are Jewish, <coughs> it's sometimes actually you know, your, late, your local CLP meeting can feel like a hostile environment. It can be, feel like a very unsafe place to be. If you want to stand, if you you feel that you can't, you know, very difficult to challenge assertions that are made about whether it's about the anti-Semitism crisis in Labour by 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 people on the left support of the leadership saying this is all smears and political deflection or whether it's about issues around the Middle East or if it's challenging other stereotypes that, 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 that come up um, it's really difficult and it's, and, and it's the sort of place that you know, too, many of us, too many people say I'm, I'm not going to I may not leave the party yet but I'm not going to any new party meetings because they're just horrible places to be, I don't want to be there and actually lots of people whatever, you know, outside the the prism of, of, of anti-Semitism and, and Jewish members find Labour Party meetings quite unpleasant places to be full stop because of the nature of politics um, and so it, it's, it's, it's a struggle it's a struggle and you go from that to say well why do we go out and campaign and why should we support people if they are um, in, their, in their efforts to get elected or re-elected if they're not supportive of us and that sort of takes you to some of the decisions we came to our, our AGM on Sunday and and, uh, and how we're going to behave going forward. Um, the key question for, well for me, for lots of people, is that whilst the issues around process and protocol and compliance and grievance and procedure, political interference, the lack of independence and all that are vitally important, the stuff that was in the Sunday Times of the weekend that you've seen plenty of about um, you know, people having there being a system in which any objective observer can really have no no confidence about its independence and impartiality to win. If you're a political fellow traveller or an old mate of somebody, you can get away with stuff because that the ties of solidarity are more important mm. than doing the right thing, full stop morally, let alone doing the right thing for a party that, that whose credentials have always been impeccably anti-racist and whose anti-racism and equalities and tolerance and diversity are kind of part of, meant to be part of their DNA. For us, that's all very important. But for me, the more fundamental question is, what is it about today's Labour Party that makes somebody, uh, that makes a CLP say uh, on Merseyside, uh, members of CLP on the Merseyside who say that JLM have links with ISIS, or somebody wanting to email two Jewish Labour MPs, both the women, and there's always a lot of misogyny attached to this, but two Jewish Labour MPs calling them um, I think it's shit spilling cum buckets in the pay of Israel. What makes them think that the Labour Party today is their natural political home? What has? Why do they think this is where I belong politically? Why they're allowed to belong there politically is important. But when we talk about it being an, an institutional crisis and a crisis of culture and leadership, this is what we mean. Because... processes should be much better but you've got to ask yourself even with the best processes in the world why are these people joining why are these people feeling able to join of course the processes aren't you know the processes don't work properly right. because of the nature of the membership and the political leadership and cultural right. problems that, that we've been talking about but you know in a way that, that, that there's two there's two levels and what and what you know what why do you think that these people want to to be part of this party why do you think that they feel that they 
can get away with what they get away with why do you think that they see a political home in the Labour Party of, of 2019 well <clears throat> I think they've been given a licence to speak I think that they have seen that people who previously wouldn't join the Labour Party or felt the Labour Party wasn't for them wasn't right for them politically and they joined any they joined any parties they were to the left of them they see a party that is now um, they can feel ennobled and enabled to um, to, you know, to kind of you know, hold the views they hold preach the views they, 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 they propagate and um, and, and, and actually um, uh, you know in, in, you know in safety knowing they're not going to be disciplined and, and it is about cultural leadership because ultimately you know one of the one of the rebuttals to this is well it's only such a small fraction it's such a small fraction of the of the membership and our leader you know he's a committed anti-racist and all the people around the leadership they're committed they spent their life fighting fascists and racism and I think well if that's the case if there's if it's so small and it's such a committed attribute of the people at the very top of the party who have control of all the levers, all the levers of control of the party now all been, are, are, are theirs why isn't it dealt with? why does it still exist? why does it take it so long to be dealt with? where is this commitment? because it's, because, because it's not there why, ironically, does it take momentum, I say ironically momentum two days to chuck out Jackie Walker after that incident in the, in, at the um, 2016 annual conference, the party annual conference, but it takes the Labour Party more than two years. Yeah, and I, I want to get on to talk about the organisational yeah. side of things because, like you say, that, that response is important and those rules are important. But I just want to talk for a second about the kind of you know emotional or political, whatever you want to call it, response. You know, it, it's always it's always shocked me that. You know, apart from a couple of exceptions, the response has been quite legalistic, yeah. an attempt to explain it away, yeah. to minimise. Mm. You know, how does how do you think that people in the Jewish community or Jewish members of the party, especially, I guess, feel when they when they hear that from the very top of the party instead of a a, a howl of, of shame and outrage yeah. that this would happen in the party that there's actually that minimisation well this is why people have responded to Tom Watson's messages and Gordon Brown's messages so strongly because it's, there's an emotional connection and people understand that this is a wrong done and it's a wrong it's a double wrong it's a wrong against the community and it's a wrong against the, the history, history and the heritage and the integrity of the values of the party they understand this and I suppose going back to your earlier question I think Maybe, maybe this is literally semantics, but anti-Semitism is racism. Yeah. And I think maybe some people think that anti-Semitism is somehow not racism. Now, we know that anti-Semitism is different from other sorts of racism in that it's a punching up, using inverted commas, racism, as well as a punching down uh, racism. In that, at one and the same time, you know, Jews have been called as Untermenschen and you know, subspecies. As, uh, as other groups have but at the same time what is different is it's also regarded uh, Jews are regarded as, as a shadowy having shadowy elites conspiratorially controlling the world through networks that are properly explored or explained and completely unaccountable but through that finance and media and this is where the Rothschilds and the Sorises of this world this world's come in and these are tropes that are used by both right and left as hope not hate know all too well 
and ultimately they meet back around uh, each other around right. around the back. Well, we hear it directly as well. Like we've you know when we've done campaigns around this issue, we've had complaints from people saying, "Why are you smearing the Labour Party? Is it because you're being told to by the Israeli lobby?" Which you, you know, <coughs> there's no anti-Semitism. You are being told to say there is anti-Semitism by the Israeli government is. I mean, it's the irony of that mm. is obviously lost on the person making the. Well, I mean, and, and that's and that's a really important in, 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 in important thing that you raise there actually, Matthew, because, um, you know, the dual loyalty thing. That's a that's a really old established trope, and 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 it was this attack on Jews made by uh, made by you know Soviets and Nazis alike, mm. you know, from the left and from the right. That somehow there was some, there were the, the, the Jews of Jew loyalty. Now, prior to the establishment of Israel, it was the loyalty wasn't loyalty to their country of birth or, or where they or where they they live, but loyalty to this shadowy network of co-religionists that were controlling the world somehow. All these people, you know, mucking out cattle stables in the middle of winter in some poor shtetls, or working eighteen-hour days over, uh, you, know, see, you know, over you know. Um, sewing machines in, in some kind of sweat house in the East End, you know, they, to be told that they were somehow kind of part of a shadowy elite would have been news to them. But nonetheless, this dual loyalty charge, now we have Israel as, 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 as the true focus of, 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 Jew, of all Jews' loyalty. And, you know, um, research has con- concluded, um, even research has concluded that 93% of Jews have some sort of identity and feeling regard for Israel. Okay, it's Jewish national self-determinism you know, has been realised in Israel. We this week we saw sadly it looks very likely that Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be able to form another government. I'm very clear. Were I voting in Israel, I would there was no way I'd be voting for him. And uh, one looks at the, the the poor performance of both Labour and Meretz, a sister left-wing party in Israel, and with in, in despair because you know they, they are barely holding on, let alone making any kind of progress and. Uh, and I'm very clear that I want to see a two-state solution you know, along the lines of Labour Party policy. And 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 at the moment, both um, uh, both the Palestinian extremists, Rani, you know, uh, Hamas, and, and particularly, and, and also, but also increasingly on the right of Israeli politics, people are forgetting about a two-state solution. They're just talking about a one-state solution. You know, this isn't going where we're going. So, you know, the idea that the idea that somehow a we are in the pay of Israel. And B, we're in the pay of, of Mossad and Likud and Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government. Is is you know is obviously just a kind of a, a, a you know it's it's a nasty racist stereotype. And I put it to people, you know, um, let's not try and be too controversial. But Narendra Modi has um, a record that some people in terms of human rights would would, would question. You know, and nobody looks at somebody of 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 Indian. Heritage, second, third, fourth generation in this country, and says, "Well, you clearly must be in the pay of Modi, and you must clearly, you know, back his, you know, BJP Hindu mm. nationalism, mm. which is doing a, you know, and of course, nobody would dream of doing, nobody would dream of doing that, and everybody accepts that whether you come from past South Asia or if you come from, uh, you know, you're you know, of Chinese or Japanese heritage or indeed any other kind of heritage, that you can't celebrate and 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 be part of that. And at the same time, be fully." A, part, a member of, of British society. Mm. We interviewed Clive Lewis for the Hope uh, Not podcast recently, and he, he he gave the comparison of as a as a black man being accused of somehow complicity in Idi Amin's uh, crimes. And I think there was a there was a, a helpful comparison. But that brings me on to one of the things I wanted to ask you. 
about the reaction of the leadership of the party and it I mean it seems to me but I want to hear what you think there is a, there is a, a um, nuance across the different um, uh, responses I think it would be fair to say that you mentioned momentum mm. uh, John McDonnell has been more outspoken than, than some of the others but to what extent do, do, do those I think strong words that John McDonnell's issued Jeremy Corbyn has written strong words mm. but we haven't seen the changes yeah, we went in, no, and this is it completely sorry to cut across you but this, this is it completely we, we want to see action you know frankly uh, over a year ago now the Jewish community in an unprecedented move demonstrated outside parliament and following that there was a meeting with um, Jeremy Corbyn and, uh, and kind of the, the main community organisations and they set out six tar, six asks six ways to move forward and there's been no engagement that we as JLM met Jenny Formby, the Labour Party General Secretary, soon after she came into post, and we and we, you know, it was a long meeting, three month, over three hours, and we said that we came up with a 19-point action plan. And those none of those actions have been not one been touched. And you know when we write to the Chief Whip in July last year, complaining about Chris Williamson and his abuse of the whip and his support for suspended members and his you know, denial of anti-Semitism is basically it's due baiting. We get response. No, we want to see action, and yeah, the, the the tonality from different people at different times has been more and more supportive, but yeah, more or less supportive, I should say. But look, here's the thing, and this is what we discussed our, our AGM in um, on on Sunday at JLM's AGM on Sunday. We see, you know, we said we you know solidarity cuts both ways. Now we will, if you back us, we'll back you, but we really need you to back us, and that doesn't mean just sending out a nice tweet. Or, or, or you know, or sharing something on uh, a video on Facebook, it absolutely means on the ground when somebody you know engages in some in in, in, in anti-Semitic hate speech in your CLP meeting, you call them out. You don't sit on their hands. When one of the councillors shares dodgy material on Facebook, you take them to task. You report them if necessary. You know, you make sure that your Labour group or your your Labour council or your group, if they're not a council, pushes that council to adopt the RHRA definition. You make, you know, you you absolutely, you join JLM, obviously, you know, (laughs) JewishLabour.uk slap forward slash join, folks. But, you know, um, this is the way that you show solidarity. What you don't do if you're, you know, you don't remain president of an organisation like the Labour Representation Committee, which still has Jackie Walker as an active member on it. So what, what practical things do you want to see both from um, the National Party um, and then from individuals? I mean, you mentioned some of them there. Um, but what practical changes do you want to see and what, what hope have you got, do you, do you hold on to, that any of those changes will come? Uh, well, that's the, that, 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 that's the $6 billion question, isn't it? Um, the ch- well, the changes some of the changes we know. I mean, so at the moment we are we have the, the the Equalities and Human Rights Commission, which is a watchdog set up by the Labour government, uh, has a referral that from 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 J- from JLM amongst others uh, to investigate the party for institutional racism. Um, we submitted a thousand pages worth of evidence. The Labour Party has has delivered a response to those to, 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 to initial kind of um, uh, 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 op- has been given the opportunity to, 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 to kind of uh, put, set out its case by the HRC whilst in, to help the HRC decide its best, its best approach and 
we want to see the evidence. A motion, the parliamentary Labour Party on Monday said we want to see, we want to see this evidence. We want, and you know, let, let, let's have some clarity here because sunshine is the best disinfectant. We want to see some, we want to see independence in terms of the in, in, in terms of the process, and that's one of the calls the community organisations made. You know, we've got the issue of training. We were told, you know, we, we JLM with the party back in 2016 developed a training module in conjunction with community organisations so that they, we were clear about that we were saying that everybody was happy with what we were saying. We've been delivering that off our own bat, off our, using our own resources in labour clubs and in CLPs across the country and now it seems that we're not good enough to do that. And still we have the NEC and the NCC, the, the, the National Executive Committee and the National Constitutional Committee, the two uppermost labour bodies that decide on disciplines and grievances. The members still haven't received training and services awareness and so we're on hold at the moment because we you know we we feel it's it, it can, you know it cannot be right to exclude the party's sole jewish affiliate from a discussion about anti-semitism awareness training so in, in what you're saying in practical terms there are ways in which the Labour party has gone backwards in the last six 12 months yeah, yeah completely completely and um and, and and that's for us ultimately why the question of affiliation must stay on the table. I made it clear when I when in, in the election hustings on Sunday, and I, you know, the, 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 that I that I won. Um, that the affiliation has to stay on the table. Look, it breaks people's hearts. The idea that you know, after ninety nine years of affiliation, we would have to walk away from the party. But you know, and we, we we absolutely have to be clear with the party that we are not joking around. This isn't something that is that we are going to take lightly, and you cannot decide that. Um, a little bit of racism is okay or you cannot decide that yeah we need to tackle racism but let's do it after until after the local elections let's do it tomorrow you know this doesn't help you win elections ultimately this this only loses elections because it speaks to your values and you get found out uh, and from that perspective so from that perspective we need to see action now and they've had they've, they've, they've had too long they can't pretend that this and the interesting stuff <clears throat> on a technical point the interesting thing about the the, 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 the the revelations in the Sunday Times on uh, uh, the weekend made it absolutely clear that one of the previous defences this was all under the previous general sector and the new general sector is absolutely not the case because we're talking about the email that I referred to earlier with the really really unpleasant language um, was sent in February right. you know this is undercurrent management yeah. and they need to account for it Yeah, it says a lot that we're going to have to put this podcast under an explicit um, uh, rating on, on iTunes because of an email that was sent by a member of the Labour Party to a Labour MP I mean that says, that says uh, a lot I'm, I can only apologise for that had I've, had <laughs> no, I've, no I don't mean it like that <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that says a lot. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of uh, you know, practical things that um, people can do, you know, uh, Gordon Brown talked about um, uh, non-Jewish members of the party uh, joining JLM as, a, as an affiliate member, and people should do that. Yeah. Um, we'll put the link in the description of this podcast. What what else should people do? What else can people do to show solidarity to stand with you? There's a number of things. I mean, if you're if you're if you're if you're a Labour Party member, it's about um, you know in the same way, and it's difficult to understand calling out stuff when you see it, whether it's online or some party meetings. You know, sometimes uh, some of the, some of this stuff 
is 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 really sins of commission and people know what they're doing but it can be sins of omission and it's about understanding that Jewish members need and they don't need to be obviously Jewish and they don't need to be very you know, practicing Jewish members this affects everybody you know they, they need your they need your support and they need your help and maybe you know go and show them support at the next CLP meeting tell them ask them, you know ask them if they're going so come along with me we'll, we'll kind of sit together that's sort of that sort of simple stuff it's about um, it's about asking your your local councillors why you haven't you have they, the council or the group hasn't pushed for adoption of our of our of our HRA as a definition so many local authorities have it's um you know it's about as I say, challenging it when you're just in the pub after a campaign session, you know, being really, really clear about it, that nobody would think to use any other sort of minority discrimination against Muslims, against LGBT community, against women, against any other minority. Nobody would say... This comes at the basic first principle, yeah, which is you allow victims of hate in the first instance to define their hate, and then you look at that, and then you investigate that. And in any other case of hate, that they are you know, people are rightly you know, aren't called out and aren't challenged and aren't told that actually they are just smearing the party because they have some political agenda, or they want to stop debate about a foreign policy issue. No, that's the important thing and perhaps as well you know maybe just make give people the space and the time to talk about issues that matter in a non, non-hostile way because frankly you know, the conversation that we often have around JLM is how much we we much rather be spending our time talking about the issues that matter to us whether that is you know we passed a people's vote motion on Sunday which was excellent you know was trying to sort out Brexit and indeed stop it happening whether we want to make sure that we are standing up with other people you know with people in terms of our Im- immigration and the and, and the, the way the government's gone about you know the terrible wind rush scandal and the way we need to have a more progressive and an open a free uh, approach to free movement and immigration whether it's about prosperity and the economy and jobs and public services and the NHS and schools and of course housing all these issues we want to spend time talking about and campaigning with other social societies and with other comrades and we don't get to do that because we're having to constantly tell the party not to be racist yeah we have to tell the Labour Party not to be racist and it takes all our energy and say growing but still small lay member-led organization affiliated to the Labour party don't be racist because you say one of your core values is not being racist yeah i actually wanted to ask you as my one of the final questions about uh, your priorities as chair above and beyond that the fight against anti-semitism obviously the most important one and why i wanted to spend most of this conversation uh, talking about it but obviously jlm is a social society made up of people with a whole range of, of views campaigning on a whole range of issues do you think there will be time over the next year to campaign on on, on things other than anti-Semitism? You already mentioned people's vote. Are there other topics? We were at the yeah we had the uh, the the rather the impossibly large Jewish Labour movement banner at um, <laughs> impossible in the sense of handling it uh, at, the, at the at the last two at the last two people's vote marches. Um, the one recently, the one for the one for Christmas. You know that's really important to people. There'll be other campaigns we want to organise in, but actually, you know, this is this is existential. It's existential for us. It's existential for the party. And I wish I could say easily, oh yeah, and this is this is one of our pillars of activity, but it's only one. It is what we are about yeah. at the moment. And you're absolutely right. Listen, I mean, people, we're we're introduced as a social society like no other. 
in 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 bits of in bits of the movement. You know, we are yeah, we we have a wide variety of membership. Firstly, we're national. We're everything you just North London, and we really aren't. Um, and secondly, we have people from across the spectrum. People who identify with momentum as much as anything else. People open labour, progress, labour first, non-aligned, lots of different people. And and and. Uh, and the one thing that unites them is that they're, 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 they're Jewish, they're Labour, they're, they're Zionist in the sense of purely in the, in the, in the purest sense of, of, of believing in Jewish national self-determination, and um, they're all critical of the current state of affairs in the Israeli government and the new Israeli government, by the by, and um, you know they want to. They just that's one of the ways they want to identify. Um, we have a rich variety, rich variety of people, but yeah, we have we have we must be the only social society that has another ginger group cr- devoted purely to bringing us down. Right. That is that is the threat that we are to the Labour movement in some people's eyes. Right, right. Uh, you've just been elected. Um, but I wanted to finish you up, finish up by by asking: um, Do you do you ever feel like there's going to be a point where you just say, "I can't do this anymore. We can't do this anymore. We can't." bring the Labour Party back from this hole it's got itself into do you ever feel like you, you, you'll you get to that point? Oh I think it's very clear in present danger and for some people um, I think you know and the people who have already left the party but are still JLM members um, just the, the technical note being membership of the JLM is for anybody who qualifies for Labour Party membership like most social societies so as long as you don't you're not a member of another party you don't campaign for other parties you can and support Labour's you know, Labour's broad aims and our aims and values then you can you can uh, um, be a member of the JL, be a member of the JLM the majority of our members are, are Labour Party members of course um, but I think many of those people they you know we're, we're, we're a bit of a halfway house so when there's a when there's a big um, anti-semitic you know uh Outrage in, in the Labour Party, Ken, the Ken Livingstone <coughs> stuff being a being being an obvious touch point. We um we we, we have a rise of membership. People leave the party, but they retain or or join JLM. But there are many people who already think that game's up already, and that's what the question of disaffiliation's about. And it, and it is a clear day and present danger that the that the party is um, the disease that has infected the party is. Too um, prevalent throughout the whole of the organisation for it to be saved. What an awful thing to say! Oh, uh, uh, thank you for saying and thank you for joining me, Mike Katz, the, the chair of, of JLM. If you're not already a member, uh, either a full member or an affiliate member of, of uh, the Jewish Labour movement, you should go to JewishLabour.uk/join or slash affiliate. Uh, if you want to become an affiliate member, um, I did that after uh, the Ken Livingston incident you referred to. Um, I'm very proud to be a, an affiliate member. Um, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to members of the Hope Action Fund who help sustain the work that we do. Uh, you can join the Hope Action Fund by going to the front page of uh, hope.hopenothate.org.uk. Please, uh, if you haven't already, rate uh, this podcast and share it on social media. It really helps us uh, uh, grow the audience. And in the meantime, thank you very much for listening.